Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Say what needs to be said. Your boy, Mr. Pick Six, back with another episode. All right, it's time for Mr. Joe Montana to come to the front. It's time to debate a little bit. If y'all ain't here, we got all pro Super Bowl winning quarterback, Mr. Joe Montana, talks about the difference between being the best ever and the greatest ever. And he said it's a difference. This is his quote right here. He said, I'm not the best quarterback ever, and neither is Brady. Wow. What does he mean by that? And what is he saying by that? All right, let's get into it. You know, an article came out. This is where I ran across this. Joe Montana came out with an article, and he was explaining the difference between greatness and being the best. We all played in different eras, so we see different things and, and might have a little bias. And I think he has a little bias in this because that was his era. And he explains that Dan Marino is the best ever. And why does he say that? Because Joe Montana has, what, four Super Bowls. He did his thing with Bill Walsh. Tom Brady, obviously, has six, what, six, seven Super Bowls, one of them. You know, back-to-back Super Bowls. He done all those great things, right? But he says Dan Marino is the best ever. I mean, you know, I'm a South Florida kid, so I grew up in the era with, with Dan Marino, and I got to hear about him and, and, and see him and you know, it's all about Dan Marino. He threw for a lot of yards. He had a strong arm. And yes, he had a quick release, right? But geez, that was a long time ago. It's a few quarterbacks with quick release. Before Patrick Mahomes was in the NFL, I would have thought Aaron Rodgers was the most talented quarterback ever. But now that Patrick Mahomes is in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes is without a doubt the most talented quarterback ever to touch a field or play in the NFL. Now, there might be more to come after him. But you can't say that, Joe Montana, that Dan Marino is the best ever. That is a big, bold statement. And I can probably name three or four quarterbacks that probably is better than, you know, has better talent than Dan Marino. So this is what else uh, um, Joe Montana had to say about Dan Marino. He had a quick release. I had to step into a lot of things to get enough force on the ball, Montana says. He had a perfect torque of all his upper body and strength to deliver the ball quickly at a fast release with accuracy. Okay. All right. What is that saying? Because Aaron Rodgers has a super quick release and he can get out of the pocket and he could throw it going to the left, throw it 60, 70 yards. And he can throw it rolling to the right, throwing it 50, 60 yards. Mahomes, all of those things, the torque, the release, the quickness, and the no-look pass. I mean, it's different types of talent than it was back then, Mr. Joe Montana. But I hear you. I understand that was your era and Dan Marino had a quick release and it was probably the quickest for some decades back in those days. But, you know, let me tell you all about Marino a little bit. Marino played 17 seasons in the NFL, all with the Dolphins, right? He played 17 seasons. He led the Dolphins to the playoffs 10 out of those 17 seasons and he led the Dolphins to a Super Bowl, but he wasn't victorious. Why? You know, you know, these talented quarterbacks are winning the Super Bowl. He also says, put Dan Marino on the field today with this new talent and he will blow the numbers out. You know, we can all put those type of debates up in the air and throw Tom Brady and Mahomes them back then. And maybe they would have uh, blew the numbers out back then. Who knows? So, you know, that's all here and there. You know what I mean? But, you know, let's not get carried away with these greats and the greatest and who's the best by... You know, just because it's your era, you know what I mean? And and things like that. But, you know, everybody has their own, own opinion. I can't see that Dan Marino is more talented than Aaron Rodgers or 
Patrick Mahomes, right? The debate is who's the greatest ever, Joe Montana or Tom Brady? <laughs> but I hear you, Joe Montana. Winning the Super Bowl, period. But back-to-back Super Bowls that the Kansas City Chiefs is trying to achieve this year is super hard achievement. But that's the task on hand for the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, right? Uh, starting off, Thursday night football coming up September 7th. The NFL is expecting the Detroit Lions to have a big year. They're expecting big things out of the Detroit Lions. Now, why do you say that, Mr. Pick Six? Why do you say that? Because on Thursday night football, they could have picked any NFL team to play against Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, but they decided to choose Detroit Lions to play in front of everybody. The only game on national television that everybody's going to watch, be watching, right? Not the most popular team in the NFL, but definitely an up-and-coming team. We know in the past they used to just pan on thir- Thanksgiving night, whether that's Thursday night or whatever. Usually, you know, it's kind of around Thursday night. But their main game and their most exposure came from playing on Thanksgiving. So now this is a big opportunity, you know. They barely missed the playoffs last year. And y'all don't remember, uh, they, they finished 9-8 and eight last year, but they beat the Packers the last game of the season, giving themselves a chance to be eligible for the playoffs. But they was eliminated because of another team. But that shows you, you know, that they ended off the, the season well and they come in with a little momentum. And now that Aaron Rodgers have less of the division, they, the Detroit Lions, are the favorites to win the division or lead the division, right? Head coach Dan Campbell and GM Brad Holmes are doing a hell of a job turning things around up there. I mean, the culture and making it a winning environment, uh, the mentality. I guess, you know, this ain't the old Detroit Lions. They first came in their 2021-22 season, and then the Detroit Lions finished 3-13. and Of course, that was last in the division. Then last year, the 2022-2023 season, they finished 9-8. and Big turnaround. So they're doing a, a pretty good job. Now that Aaron Rodgers is gone, they're probably going to run through that division. That's what everybody expected, especially in the NFL. That's why they're showing up Thursday night. But first, they got to get through the defending Super Bowl champs, right? And the Super Bowl defending champs are trying to repeat, meaning winning back-to-back Super Bowls. But this is an opportunity for the Lions to set the tempo for the season. Like I said, this ain't on Thanksgiving. This is in front of national television in front of everybody. So they have an opportunity to go out there and beat the, the Super Bowl, defending Super Bowl champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, the first game of the season. That's a lot of momentum. That's a lot of good energy that we're putting into our team. I'm expecting the Lions to go out there and really challenge the Kansas City Chiefs. Even though it's going to be an uphill battle, we're going to see a pretty good game. We'll see. The Lions are definitely a team that's trending up. They had momentum from last year, like I said, when they beat uh, Green Bay Packers last year when they was uh, trying to go to the playoffs. Nobody was expecting that, but the Lions did it. Almost made it to the playoffs. They was one game away from a team beating somebody else, all right? The only issue, like you said, they playing, if not the most explosive team in the NFL, the second most explosive team in the NFL. And now we know teams in the NFL are very, very explosive. So they got to play these Kansas City Chiefs led by Patrick Mahone, the great Patrick Mahone. You know, Patrick Mahone and Andy Reid is considered one of the best duos, combination, quarterback, officer coordinator, head coach combination to ever play the game. Only people that can challenge him is from offensive mind is Bill Walsh and Joe Montana, who we was previously talking about, right? 
Let me put this in perspective for you. Patrick Mahomes could potentially have more passing yards than Donovan McNabb had in his whole career. Patrick Mahomes couldn't do that this year. Patrick Mahomes has 192 touchdown passes as of now. And Donovan McNabb, who also played for a very long time with Coach Reed, has 234 touchdown passes. So give or take 40-something passes away. That says a lot. Mahomes going into his seventh, eighth season has an opportunity to have passed Donovan McNabb in touchdown passes. That is going to say a lot. We all know Coach Reed is considered an offensive genius. He considered, I mean, he pioneered offensive schemes and things like that nature into the NFL. And that's why he's known as a genius in the NFL, you know, on the offensive side. But with the task at hand, them trying to win a Super Bowl, back-to-back Super Bowls, being that I'm a part of the last back-to-back Super Bowl champion winning team, you know, that hasn't been done in 20 years. These are the things that they're going to encounter and they're going to have to deal with in order to achieve their goal. First and foremost, winning back-to-back Super Bowls is extremely challenging. And like I said, obviously, I'm here to talk about it because I was one of the people part of that team winning back-to-back Super Bowls, right? But these are some of the things that you will encounter trying to win back-to-back Super Bowls because everybody don't want you to do it, right? You're not going to get everybody's A game or B game or even C game. You're getting everybody's A plus game. When they come to play you, Everybody is hyped. This, it, this is their, basically their Super Bowl. This is how they feel about the situation. So they are coming to play this game like it's a Super Bowl. Nobody wants to be responsible or have anything to do with you repeating Super Bowls or letting you beat them and continue that path to winning back-to-back Super Bowls. So they don't want to be on that record. They're playing with that chip on their shoulder. Everything is against you, right? Then you got to deal with the schedule. Not the division game. The NFL will give you the hardest potential schedule because they want someone else to win the Super Bowl. So here go some non-division games that the Kansas City Chiefs have to play. The Jets, the Browns with Deshaun Watson, the Eagles, the Patriots, the Bengals, the Explosive Bills, and the Dolphins. These are some teams that I think pose a major threat to the Chiefs. You know, they got them on their schedule. So they got to play each other. Injuries. In the first Super Bowl, it seemed like everybody was getting hurt. I mean, Ty Law, Rodney Harrison, Tyrone Poole. I mean, it was so many players that had to come in and and replace players and and things of that nature. So you got to, your backups got to be ready. They got to be ready to come in and not miss a heartbeat, not miss a step, ready to perform at a high level, just as the starter was, right? They got to be ready to do their thing. Adversity. Adversity is going to come every which way you can imagine from anyway, right? From the owners, the NFL, PA, the refs, the media. It's, it's going to be adversity everywhere. It's going to be created. It's going to be non-genuine adversity. Things just coming out of nowhere that you can't even explain or understand how or why are people talking about this that might not even be true. The media will be quick. To talk down on you, as soon as things ain't going right, that's going to be the biggest challenge. They're going to create so much loud commotion and have everybody whispering to each other. You got to be able to overcome that and block that noise out, right? Because that's going to be the story. What happened to the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions? 
right? So you got to be able to block the noise out. But blocking the noise out, too, can mean winning home field advantage. That's an important part of winning back-to-back Super Bowls. That is the most important part, in my opinion. Because winning home field advantage helps block all the chaos, the noise, uh, the confusion, and all those things out because you're used to playing at home, right? And you're used to doing things your way and your feel. And it just makes everything more comfortable and more satisfying when you get that that victory home field with the fans and, and the people you love, right? But all in all, the first week is the most unpredictable week in the NFL. We don't know what's going to happen and what's going to transpire out there on the NFL. But one thing I do expect, and I know everybody expects, we expect the Kansas City Chiefs to come out there and be explosive. Andy Reid is going to come around, come out there throwing that ball and slinging that ball like he usually do on their quest to winning back-to-back Super Bowls. But Detroit Lions, a legitimate team standing in the path that was selected to play on Thursday night football, will be there and they will be ready. What is going to be the outcome of this game? You know, I made a prediction, you know, bold prediction. I said Kansas City will win this game by 17. They're playing in Kansas City, Super Bowl defending champions against an up-and-coming Detroit line. Let's see how that goes. Now I want to talk about my, my guy, head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Doug Peterson. Let me tell you a little bit about Coach Doug Peterson. Coach Doug Peterson is an awesome guy, man. A devoted Christian from what I've been around and what I know. Uh, a guy that just loves to compete. When I was in uh, Philly, he was the quarterback coach. And every time I would come on the field, no matter what he was doing, he would make his way to me and say, Asante, I'm going to get you today. I'm going to get you. We going to get you. Because, you know, the goal was to get me because obviously I'm out there talking and I'm I'm picking the ball off and I'm I'm putting the, the bullseye on my shoulder because, you know, I love to compete. And that's what I love to do. Right. But let me let you know, there's no handouts in Coach Doug Peterson household. Let me go back a little bit. A lot of us experienced growing up playing Little League football or youth football where a dad was the coach of one of the players. Right. And that may have brought a little favoritism to the player that is the coach's son. Or daughter, you know, but most most of the time it's the coach's son, right? I experienced that. I went through that. I dealt with that on the 90 pound. Um, I was a quarterback and there was another quarterback in front of me. The quarterback was a little older than me and his dad was one of the coaches. So obviously there's going to be some favoritism and, you know, he did a pretty good job. We would go to the Super Bowl, but we never would win, right? And, you know, there would be little negative things being said and I'm not going to say particularly what was being said, because obviously it was kids back then, but, you know, everybody throwing their little shot. But I, you know, I thought I was the man for the job and I thought I would have did a better job, but I didn't get the opportunity. And then he left 90 pounds and I moved up to 105 or 120. And now my last year on the 90 pound, I'm the starting quarterback. And now we go to the Super Bowl and we win. I'm playing quarterback with number 45 on. And I'm, after that, I'm moving to middle linebacker. So I'm, I'm beasting on defense and I'm throwing the ball, throwing touchdowns left and right on, on, on offense. And I'm winning the Super Bowl. So it was just a point to show you that, yes, as a coach, when your dad is the coach, you get a little, little favoritism, right? But head coach Doug Peterson of the Jacksonville Jaguars, his son joined the NFL in 2021. And then Doug Peterson signed him to the team this July. 
you know, whatever. I don't know what transpired in, in between that, whatever. But he signed him to the team in July. And now he's so he's been in the league and, you know, he's he's been in the league a couple of years before Doug Peterson signed. And now it's time for the 53-man cut down. And what is going on here? And the Reaper comes calling for Coach Doug Peterson's son. What about that? Let me tell you who the Reaper is. The Reaper is the guy that nobody wants to see. And when he comes to touch you on your shoulder, you know what time it is. He says, come with me. Coach want to see you. Oh, also bring your playbook. And you know what that means. The Reaper comes and see Coach Doug Peterson's son. Give him a tap on the shoulder. And Coach has to tell his son, you are no longer about to be part of this team. I have to release you. I have to let you go. And that's got to be a tough situation, a tough thing to deal with, right? I couldn't imagine me having to tell my son I have to release him. Even though it's a part of business, I know he wouldn't never understand that. And he would hold a grudge forever towards me for that. But, you know, that's that's another thing. But, um, you know, like we said, Coach Peterson is a stand-up guy, a great guy, a devoted Christian. And, you know, the next day he signed it back to the to the team. And, you know, this shows the dynamic of the relationship and, and the character of, of Coach Peterson, man. Ain't nothing but, but love for him and uh, nothing but love and respect, right? But players getting cut was one of the toughest things that we deal, deal with in the NFL. It's very emotional. It's very uh, breathtaking. It brings a lot of anxiety. It, it, it plays on your mental, like for everybody, because if you've never been cut before, and most of us will, you know, it's not the greatest feeling of, of in the world. And not only that, we have egos. And we probably think our season was great. So our camp was get great. So why the heck are you cutting me? So, you know, that was just a little piece to tell you about the things that we go through in the NFL. And, um, you know, Coach Doug Peterson, you know, he want to win a Super Bowl. But, you know, he's a good guy. So he signed his son back. Say what needs to be said. Mr. Pick Six, I'm out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.